Welcome to Awards Radar, the podcast, a weekly discussion of the awards races, Hollywood news, and the films you should have on your radar. Here's your host, Joey Magidson. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Awards Radar podcast. Uh, I'm Joey. You all know that. And uh, we got a guest again. Mark Johnson is back against his better judgment, as always. What's hey, up, guys? How are you? Oh, uh, good to have you back. Yeah. Um, Miles, Miles is also here. Hi, I'm here against my better judgment every week. <laughs> I mean, you've you've got 10 years of this at this point. You're, it's not even judgment anymore. It's a life choice. Yeah, I'm just kind of locked in. I've made my bet. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Um, Steve will be back next week. He gets another week off because he does a lot. Yeah. Um, so today's a big one also. It's uh, basically a predictions and precursor episode because as you're listening to this, every goddamn precursor will be announcing and Oscar voting will be starting. So some years you get a day where every single thing happens on a day. And Thursday, January 27th is the day where decisions are being made. So for you guys who are not aware, 9 a.m. Pacific time, Oscar voting begins. We're also going to hear the PGA nominations announced. We're also going to hear the DGA nominations announced. We're also going to hear the WGA nominations announced. We're also going to have Ace Eddie announcing. So, uh, and I believe also the Costume Designers Guild. So if you didn't think there was enough, though it's possible the Costume Designers Guild might be Wednesday. I don't know for sure. But if you already see them when you're reading this or listening to this, you know we fucked that one up. But shit's happening. So we're going to talk about that. Um, to lead us off, there's a question we have that I want to quickly bring up. It's actually addressed to Mark, but we'll all do it because, you know, whatever. Okay. Um, Nicholas Landry on Twitter asks, what film needs guild support the most? Nightmare Alley, The Tragedy of Macbeth, or Tick, Tick, Boom? And the answer is yes, but we can get into all three of those. Because um, they represent three different things, I think. Like, Nightmare Alley is the one that we kind of presumed would get all the tech stuff and has mostly shown up on all the places it needs to so far, but without the sense that it's going to do much. Whereas Macbeth always felt a little bit limited and Tick, Tick, Boom always felt like, well, maybe it's just Garfield or bust, but they all represent possibilities elsewhere. So I'm curious what you think about that. And then Miles, you chime in next. Yeah. I, I want to say it's nightmare alley, to be honest. I, uh, I know they're starting to show up well. They got our director set directors and uh, Golden Reel and VES, but they did pretty poorly on the short lists. Yeah, you know, very did, poorly. It, it made makeup and hair for short list, but missed on score, missed on sound, missed on effects. So, I think that's the one that needs this after that first the first round of cuts and things. So. Yeah, no, because they also don't have, I think, maybe the backing they were, I mean, expecting might be the wrong word, because yeah. I think they knew that Disney does not care. But, yeah, it's been, you haven't been blanketed with the Del Toro mm -hmm. FYC campaign, you probably, you know, a year out thought, because, let's face it, it, Disney has no money in it. They have no stake in this game. This was something they got when they bought Fox, so they don't, they don't care which is a, a shame. Ironically, the same kind of thing is happening with West Side Story, but they're putting a little more money into it because, you know, it's Spielberg and a safer bet. Right. But yeah, I, I mean, I would say this day that we're talking about now, I think we'll know whether or not it's getting a nomination in picture. Mm -hmm. 
because it would have needed PGA and maybe DGA also. It may need both. Yeah, maybe. I think yeah. with the with the amount of films that are ineligible for WGA, I think yeah, that might be where it needs to show up more. Maybe with producers and writers, because I think it's a long shot for DGA, but Ace and, and WGA, I think it has. Yeah, you know, if we can get if we can get one of those with PGA, then I think it's got a better shot. Yeah, ironically, it's not that the getting into WGA benefits it so much as if you miss it with yeah. so many things ineligible. It's oh, you're right. You know, when we see what the what the fourth or fifth nominee is, there's always at least one where you're like, hmm, it's kind of yeah. cool that that's there, but like, really, a, a majority of people chose that over. Insert the two or three snub things there, and that's that's where I think the perception becomes bad. Um, what do you think, Miles? Uh, yeah, so out of those three, I would just say that Tick, Tick, Boom is probably the one that needs the help the least, because it's actually, I think the original consensus was that it was kind of Garfield or bust, but it's actually been performing above expectations for the most part. It's shown up it, like in picture lineups more frequently than I think people were initially expecting. Um, so I actually think that one's sort of already ahead. Nightmare Alley, yeah, house money. Nightmare Alley struggles, I think, because critically, at least, it doesn't have it. It has more of a mixed reception, uh, whereas Macbeth is leaning trending positive, but it does have the limitations of Shakespeare and sort of you know people have seen this b- before. Even though I think it's some of the best that's ever been done, um, I think. Out of the three, though, I agree with Mark that Nightmare Alley needs it the most because it's sort of on thin ice as is, whereas Macbeth is probably going to get the nominations it's going to get either way, which is not to say it wouldn't benefit from inclusion, but I don't know that its inclusion would sway things either way. Yeah. I'd also also add real quick, um, Tick, Tick, Boom and Tragedy of Macbeth both made the BAFTA long list. For mm-hmm. picture and Nightmare Alley did not, so you know those two could still show up in BAFTA and get a nice push. Whereas Nightmare Alley, not going to show up for Best Picture there, so it probably needs you know these these guilds to weigh in a little bit more for it. Yeah, because it's it's a matter of nothing's like set in stone right now, mm-hmm. short of longer, longer, long shots that just they're not showing up anywhere and. It's just, you know, the game is getting it on enough voters' radar, no pun intended, that you have more people willing to, if they haven't seen it, watch it while they're voting. Because there are, there are more people than listeners would probably be comfortable knowing that don't start doing this until about now. <laughs> that just aren't invested. Like, you, 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 you know, we all want to believe that they're like, you know, 12 months they're spending on this stuff. And um, every time you talk to someone... There's always at least one thing where, like, wait, you did not watch that yet? Like, ha- wait, 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 wait. We have to, we have to talk. That's where the um, like, I don't really think we should be necessary necessarily like pushing things to get nominated. I don't know that that's like our job per se, but getting people to watch things, I think, is a totally fair thing. So like, when you hear a voter say, "Oh, I haven't watched Spencer yet," you're like, "Wait, you 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 should know you should right?" Like, I'm aware that I'm fighting an uphill battle to get someone to watch Mass or Red Rocket. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, they're not built for everyone. But Spencer was, like, since that first picture, you know, was seen, was thought of as an awards contender. So sort of getting people to do that and then building out from there is much more 
of a fair game. Whereas, so yeah, like during this period, the more things you're on, the more likely someone's going to watch your movie if they haven't or will rewatch it if they're like deciding or they didn't like it the first time and are willing to give it a second shot. So, you know, if you can be on the BAFTA long list and you could show up at PGA and you can show up below the line, if the more your name pops up, the more other people start talking about you. And that's... That's just how it goes. So we don't have an answer yet, but I think, yeah, all three of those to varying degrees need some help. The only one that I think isn't playing with house money is Nightmare Alley. You know, Tick, Tick, Boom, if it gets more than one nomination, I think is delighted. Macbeth, if it gets anything besides Denzel and cinematography, I think is delighted. You know, the the better they do, the better it, it gets. But I think the only one that could be disappointed on the morning potentially is Nightmare Alley. Besides also being a financial disappointment now. But that's that's neither here nor there. Um, speaking of DGA, though, I'm curious. We talked about this a couple weeks ago. Um, there seems to be a consensus five. And I want to see what you think, Mark, because I have this theory that we're going to get the consensus five at DGA, but it's not going to be the Oscar five. That they're going to they're going to do a four out of five swap. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. I, you know, what I tend to do usually with my predictions is it's very hard for me to imagine, you know, whatever I'm picking for the Oscar, I'm usually picking for DGA as well. Yeah. Right. Like I, I, until DJ comes out, uh, why would I predict one? I, you know, I guess I don't know DGA well enough maybe to know what their tendencies are. So I would just stick to the five that I have for director. Yeah, it's the same as I think I look at it similarly to uh, AFC, yeah. you know, where like right. we kind of usually feel like they're four out of five or five out of five. Yeah. You kind of, you know, you you're never you're never an idiot if you just predict the AFC five. Right. And you're never an idiot if you predict <laughs> DGA five. I mean, that's that's the thing. You never win. I feel like you never win if you have this like contest yeah. of who does the best. If you follow the precursors, you know, to the letter, you never win. Right. But you'll do your 70 to 75 percent. Yeah. Because it's just, you know, there is, and I'm, I'm sure you have this too, like when you explain this to people who know nothing about it, they're mm-hmm. surprised that like some of this is just math. Like right. you can add up what what's happening and then you can play some hunches and know like, oh, even if, you know, let's say West Side Story doesn't really have picture wins, you're still going to put it on the picture lineup because everything else adds up right. and also what it is. Um, yeah, so like for this one, I think the consensus five, not in this order, but in, just in terms of like alphabetical, is, is Anderson, Branagh, Campion, Spielberg, Villeneuve. But I think depending on who you ask, you get a different like who's yeah. the one who just doesn't show up on the morning. And I think, Miles, you were the one who said Branagh, right? Uh, so I've actually changed my tune on that. Um, I think Branagh uh-huh. is safer. I think out of those five, Anderson might be yeah. the one who's the most susceptible. I think the other four are pretty safe. Right now in my, I don't have a DGA five, but for my Oscar five right now, uh, I have Miranda taking that fifth slot. Mm. And interesting. I think that comes from, there are the safe bets and there are the outside picks and you know that Oscar morning, there's always going to be at least a small handful of weird picks. There just always are. Yeah. And so there is a certain element, like you were saying, there's math and then there's hunches. And so that's a hunch I have. Uh, but I would see Anderson taking that spot very easily. I also think maybe for DGA and not for Oscar or vice versa, there's an outside chance that Cohen takes that spot. Hmm. Cohen definitely is a DGA possibility. I um here, let's go to our, our Oscar picks for that for a second, because I do have that five right now. 
Mm-hmm. But I have uh, I have Anderson at five. I think he's maybe less vulnerable than we think just because he's overperformed when we didn't expect him to. We hit on this also a couple weeks ago. Like, you know, he has – he got that inherent vice writing nomination when we didn't think he would. He got the director nomination for Phantom Thread when we didn't think he would. So I, I'm somewhat leery to predict him the miss when he seems like he could be in. But if we follow the recent trend, Hamaguchi <coughs> – for drive my car. That was the other one I was going to say. If he's gonna, if he and that film are gonna make a big play, this is the time to do it. Yeah, because I don't think DGA is gonna gonna go Hamaguchi. That's gonna be an Oscar morning thing. Exactly, but that would be the equivalent of uh, what's his name from Cold War getting in a few years ago. Palakowski, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. That one, that one, I do maintain some of it was his campaigning. I, uh, he was an excellent campaigner. I, I was at an event with him. Um, Rachel Vice actually like hosted it. Which is one of those weirds, like, how do they know each other? Or does she just love his movies? Maybe she just loved Ida. I don't I don't know. You never know. Which always I keep forgetting to ask at those things because it's you don't want to come off like, what are you doing here? But you're always curious, like, how did you figure like I know why Penelope Cruz would host an event for Javier Bardem. They banging. Like, there's a reason. <laughs> um, but, you know, well, how did you get here? But he he was one of those guys who worked the room and like came back to finish conversations later on when like he would get pulled away. So I think that makes an impression and I don't, you know, obviously this year was still mostly virtual. Once we got like deep into award season, I don't know how many people know Hamaguchi, you know, like I, in that sense, like Maggie Gyllenhaal might have a better, a better play of it just because she is a known quantity. Everybody loves Del Toro. Mm -hmm. Almost everyone has worked with Joel Cohen by now. Like, but I, I do think if there's going to be a a shock, it will be either Hamaguchi or maybe – I mean, it looked better a couple weeks ago, but maybe even Almodovar still. Yeah, I'm, I'm close to what you guys have. Um, yeah. I, I do think there's going to be one that surprises because I just think it's – I can't imagine that it's the straight five we expect. So yeah, I have Campion, Branagh, Spielberg, and Villeneuve. But I have Thomas, Paul Thomas Anderson at six, and at mm. five I snuck in Maggie. I mean, okay. I, I can I see could, it. I could definitely I can see, see it, it too. Yeah, I, I mean the gold. Film... The gl- go yeah, go ahead. No, I I, I agree. I, I had her. I've read seven here. My because I because I think that film might slip in the picture. So do I. I I'm, I think they're going to get three this year, Netflix, and I and it's going to be that or or don't look up. Mm-hmm. And I just don't quite know their mood yet, but yeah, I have. Let me see. I have Campion, Villeneuve, Branagh, Spielberg, Anderson, and I almost want to say that Spielberg is possibly vulnerable because I just I wonder how much of it at the end of the day is going to be reputation as opposed to genuine love for the film. Because I, I I know people who watch it largely like it or love it, but I do think some of the core audience, like the core audience that didn't show up in theaters. Some of the core Oscar audience might just not care. You know, we we have the original, we love the original. This is unnecessary, and those are the people I think you need most to be like, oh, he's number one on my ballot. Mm-hmm. So if they're not watching it, maybe let's say they love Belfast or they love Power of the Dog or whatever, it doesn't really matter what they like. That if it's a close vote, you could see Anderson with his core get in, and maybe Hamaguchi because also with with the Academy being younger. That's more to an Anderson and a Villeneuve's benefit and more to a Hamaguchi or maybe even to Gyllenhaal. Even though I don't know that like The Lost Order and Drive My Car like are younger skewing movies. In fact, I don't think they are, but 
in terms of like who you vote for and what you kind of think is a an Oscar contender. I think that's what's changing. Actually, what did you think of Drive My Car, Mark? I I I feel like there's an equal chance you loved it and also like hated it and fell asleep. Let's let's say this before the credits, forty one or two minutes into the film, I loved it. Yeah. So that, that opening was pretty outstanding, and I was I was very into it. And then it goes like a totally different direction, and I was okay with it. So I think we're on the same page. Yeah. I mean, it's a three-star type deal for me. Yeah, it's a it's a good movie. Yeah, it's a movie yeah. I would say I appreciate more than I like. Yeah, but yeah, it's yeah. Like I have it was long. Z- exactly, I have zero complaints besides like I I wish this wasn't three hours. But yeah. that's it's not a complaint. It's just a this didn't hit me in my soul the way like I know Miles you you loved it like mm-hmm. yeah it was it, it was my know, favorite of twenty twenty one. It absolutely oh, wow. hit my exactly. soul. Yeah. Yeah, and that's and there's no and there's nothing wrong with that. And that's the thing about this. Like it's a movie that I don't think anyone expected to do that. So the fact that it is hitting so many people in such a way, that that makes it something you have to kind of pay attention to. Um whether it turns up at DGA or not. That's that's a TBD thing. But um I want to talk about WGA for a second cuz they suck. <laughs> yeah. They have uh... they're just they do give you no help. Yeah. Um, let me see if I can pull up the list of what's ineligible. Because there's never – that's the other thing that pisses me off. There's never just a list. You have give, to just go I off of like – I can give you a few of them. Yeah. Let's, let's compare so, our notes. Cause, ineligible. Belfast. Power of the Dog. Yes. Drive My Car. The Lost Daughter. Spider-Man. Cyrano. Passing. Mass. And Pig. And there's probably a couple yeah. more, but those are the ones that are – that I have in contention um, for ineligible. Let's see. Man, and you know, I, and you know Spider-Man was really banking on that WGA nomination. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Right. Though, I will say, that's one of those things that if enough things had gotten knocked out, wouldn't have been the craziest thing in the world. to be like, oh, it's not going to translate, but oh, cool. Good for them. <laughs> um, yeah, because I, if we're going to have some crossover on this list, so apologies if I repeat things twice, yeah. but I think there's a couple you didn't mention. Right, Original a Hero, Annette, Belfast, Mass, Parallel Mothers, Pig, Worst Person in the World, Titan. So I think Worst Person you didn't mess- mention, right? Right. Um, and that one might have. That one could have really used it. Yeah. Because it's it should be in contention, but it's, it it's just not. Um, adapted, Benedetta, Cyrano, Drive My Car, Passing, Lost Order, Power of the Dog, Spider-Man, and Zola. Zola is another one that really could have used it. Wow. Yeah. And then I think... It probably wasn't, but yeah. oddly, Such I don't know movie. if this means anything. I know it's probably it's not your movie. I, I, <laughs> it's definitely like, not for me. Um, you know, she is well respected for being still like an up and coming indie filmmaker, and the co writer, who's a playwright, like just hosted the. I don't know if you if you saw it or if it was the CCA thing. I forget. It all blends together. Um, a talk for Jane Campion, like Netflix asked Jeremy Har- Jeremy Harris to do that hmm. which is a weird like oh you you're on people's radar in a way i didn't realize so like you know he does it because he loves the film but also it does put him in front of voters so like i wonder if that's like on the sly campaigning probably doesn't mean anything but it's that time where you just need something to think of but here let's look at like our predictions for a screenplay because if you look at you're just going to have to knock out half of the things that you have. Because here, an adapted My Five is Power the Dog, not eligible. Uh, Coda. Lost Order. Not eligible. 
and then I've Drive My Car, Not Eligible, and I've Dune. So that's mm. three things you'd have to tinker with. Yeah. And then that starts to get into, like, West Side Story. Sure. But also not a nomination to get excited over. The Nightmare Alley, which, like, like Mark said, if it doesn't get in, Wolf. And then under that, I have, like, The Last Duel, which, you know, Ben and Matt getting nominated again would be cool. But also, as much as I like that movie... And it is kind of a well-liked movie. Is anyone expecting it to get an above-the-line nomination? You know? Like, it, you get to the point where you're like, oh, is, like, the tender bar going to be the five and just go nowhere? Or is, like, Gucci going to get in? Like, things that you know are not going to translate at Oscar. Did you say, because um, it was a longer list, was Macbeth ineligible or could that get in? That's eligible. Uh, That's eligible. It is eligible, I believe. Yeah, because yeah, I have Macbeth at uh, 10 in my current lineup. So that would put it right in there with um, West Side Story, Nightmare Alley, Last Duel. Sure. As like ones to get in. Because I have passing also and that's not eligible. Mark, what's your adapted five? Um, pretty close to yours. I think four out of five. Uh, Power of the Dog, Lost Daughter, Coda. And then I have West Side Story and Dune mm. with Drive My Car and Tragedy as the six, seven. So for WGA, Power of the Dog and Lost Daughter are ineligible along with Drive My Car. So, for WGA, I guess I would be predicting Coda, West Side, Dune, Tragedy, and Nightmare. Yeah, which would get it the little bit of something that you needed. Yeah. But also, like, not an exciting lineup. Yeah, at that That's point, I guess I'd be rooting for Coda, but I might expect Dune to win. Yeah, I think at that point, you assume Power of the Dog is still in the driver's seat, but you yeah. want Coda to win, so you have that, like, okay, this is the one, too. Drama. <laughs> Yeah, and also, you know, they're so different, but also completely viable winners. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't, I think, I think even if you love both movies, and I do, I'm, I prefer Coda, but like they're both great. I freely admit that like Power of the Dog is probably the the better script, but Coda is the one that I think gives you more feels. And screenplay wise, you can really do damage with that. Like, it just depends on how they're voting. Are they voting on this is structurally my favorite thing? Or does it hit me in in the heart? Because structure, you can't. Uh, Power of the Dog might be the best like design script of the year, just the way it like leads yeah. you along at its own pace. So that's. I would yeah, go as far to say that would be my pick if I had a yeah. vote. I'd, I'd give it to Power of the Dog for that category. I think the only the only thing about it is, and you know, the, the Academy doesn't care. But you start to get into like. Is Jane Camping going to win two Oscars and then lose picture? Mm-hmm. Like that that starts to make less sense. <laughs> but also they don't care. Like yeah. they gave they gave Chloe Zhao as many Oscars as they could. They don't when they like something they like something. You know the Coen brothers have a have, a, have an oodles of Oscars from No Country. Like mm-hmm. when they like something they'll give it everything. It's not a it's not a problem though they haven't done that recently. I think Coran won for Gravity and Roma. Did he win screenplay for Roma? Or either uh, I one. I know you won so. director and not picture, but did he win screenplay for either? I can't remember. So we should that sounds right, yeah. but I, I couldn't tell you off the top of my head. I'm I'm too old to just know stuff anymore. I just yeah, have, I, I have to yeah. look it up and prepare and all that. So someone no, it lost screenplay. Now what did it lose to? Um I oh it lost to get out. Well, that's valid. Yeah, that makes sense. Which is funny because I just interviewed Mark Bridges today and it made me think of uh the speedboat thing that year. And I, I love that that was uh, shortest speech gets a, a jet ski. 
because I still remember Jordan Peele wins and goes, you guys are screwing up my speedboat. Stop applauding. Um, I'm double checking. No, that was the wrong year. I'm sorry. Roma did lose, but it was the Green next book. year and I lost to Green Book. Oh, oh that's um, terrible. Yeah, that's and then, Which makes it even worse that it also lost to the, the favorite and first reformed lost. And Gravity wasn't even nominated. For yeah, Gravity had that. Gravity was back in the days of uh, we, we hold sci-fi against you. Yeah, that's too bad. So, yeah. I mean, this is just not a, a super fun category. Original, I think, is a little more fun, but not much, honestly. Here's the thing. It usually um, is. It usually is. Um, my five oh, well, right uh, now Before is... you move on, can I chime in with my Oh, yeah, go ahead. Sorry, sorry. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, so we're all matching four out of five on the Oscar predictions. I have Power of the Dog, Coda, Lost Daughter, and Dune in there as well. I'm going mm-hmm. out on a limb, and I'll probably be proven wrong, but right now I have the last duel in that five. Oh, wow. I mean, awesome. I, I would like it. Um, yeah. and I I'd think, be very happy. I think for me, that's just residual sort of goodwill from goodwill hunting. Um, <laughs> I That may not end up translating, but then I do have like Tragedy and Macbeth, Drive My Car, Passing, um, things like that as the backups. So sort of, you know, mix and match whatever's eligible to make my WGA productions. Totally. And it would be funny that it's the sec- it would be Nicole Hall of Center's second nomination yeah. and neither film she, she directed. And the first film was one she got kicked off of, basically. And the second one is one that she basically wrote a third of the movie, which nothing against her. Like, she's great. And, like, I think that that is a really interesting technique they did that I wish more films did. Like, just bring in a ringer to make your film better as opposed to, like, uncredited rewrites. I, I, I don't have any issue with it. But it is just funny that, like, her stuff that she, like, has a personal investment in just doesn't translate. But it's their loss. Um, here, original. I have Belfast number one, so ineligible. I have Licorice Pizza number two, which I'm surprised is eligible. Mm-hmm. Frankly, yeah. I, or maybe that's just that's the like the Tarantino of it all, where you just expect those guys to not be in the union. Right. Um, I've been the Ricardos three. I have King Richard four, and I have Don't Look Up five. So if I had to add one, my six is Come On, Come On. <laughs> my, which awesome. I mean. I, he, they do like him as a, yeah. as a writer. I, I um, wasn't laughing at you. I'm, I'm laughing with you. I have the same six, yeah, yeah. really. So there you the same, go. Well, who's same, your seven? Because I bet you same five I bet your seven is Come on, come on at six. And then I have Parallel Mothers at seven. Oh, I have, I have that at eight. What's your eight? Uh, Spencer. Okay, I have Spencer at ten. Um, okay. My seven is Mass, which I think is just wishful thinking at this point. Yeah, Mass was after Spencer, so I'd... Yeah. It's all pretty close at the top there, but yeah, my, yeah. my nine is Red Rocket, which is also wishful thinking. Oh, that's definitely wishful thinking. I mean, that's, it's a great screenplay, but I just don't know how they'd react to that one. Well, that's the thing. I think, I think mass and Red Rocket have very clearly shown to be films that the Academy and the guild, like the precursor voter on the whole did not watch. Yeah. It's too bad. And yeah, it's too bad. Like, I feel like some mass is not the movie that you think it is, but also is the movie you think it is. So it's hard to explain because like, yeah, like I know, like I know you did not want to see it when I first, I think when we first talked about it, I did I'm just not, like, oh God, but I, yeah. but I did like it a lot. It's very good. Movie. Yeah. Cause you just have to, you have to like brace yourself and realize, well, well you're not going to see the thing. Yeah. So that's, that helps. It you're going to hear about it. Yeah. It wasn't the hardest film to watch as no, much once, as it could have been. Yeah. That's, that's part of its genius. I think is yeah. that it is like, it goes down, not easy because it leaves you like very shaken, but also you feel like you've done something like valuable as opposed to like, if you remember elephant where there's just like, well now I feel terrible <laughs> and I'm, I like it was well made, but also what of it? And then red rocket, I think 
as soon as people heard like, oh, it's it's dirty, like it got that like patina of being like not the Academy's thing. Yeah. When really it fits very well with like their other stuff. Like Sean Baker and Chris Bergash are making similar things every time. They're just doing it in different venues. Like I, I don't think it's that far removed from a Florida project, which was probably number six in that category. With uh with Brand not being ineligible, I wonder how much that helps uh Wes Anderson for French Dispatch. That's another one that I think could Maybe. sneak in. I wonder about because, yeah, I'm looking at my list and I'm like, ineligible, because, ineligible. like, my number 11 is worst person, ineligible 13 is a hero, ineligible 15 to 10. I wonder if it's something like a, like a card counter. Yeah. Where they See just it? go, we like Schrader. Yeah. And like we know it's not going to translate, but we're going to do it. Because there isn't really, like, Pig would have been a good example of, like, it's not going to translate, but it gets your hopes up. Right. And it shows that they liked it. And there just isn't that thing. So maybe um, last night in Soho. Maybe. Something like I, that. I just, I just feel like, like that would be <laughs> yeah, a weird yeah. one, but it's the kind of weird one that actually yeah. wouldn't surprise me as much as others. Yeah. Like yeah. that would you'd surprise re- me less than mass at this point. Yeah. True. I mean, you, you just hope it's that as opposed to like the eyes of Tammy Faye where you're like, I, I, the yeah. movie's fine, I guess. But I like, like what movie. did you see in that? I liked it just fine too. I yeah. think she's great. But I don't know that that screenplay is necessarily one you need to be right there. Um, and then there's just other things like Blue Bayou, like six months ago, I think would have been considered like a top five. It would have been a front runner because they had like they certainly had big hopes for that. And then as soon as they saw the first cut of uh, Belfast, they uh, forgot that movie existed. That's too bad. Yeah, the movie's fine. Like it's like I don't think it's necessarily awards worthy. But I watched it and was like, oh, shit, there's some there's some stuff to think about there. And Justin Chan deserves, like, the next movie, a bigger movie. Like, there was enough there. Yeah. Um, Miles, what was your five? Yeah, do your five, Miles. Uh, so my five uh, right now is Licorice Pizza, Belfast, Don't Look Up, Come On, Come On, and Being the Ricardos. And uh, just behind that, uh, I do have French Dispatch, King Richard, and Spencer. Okay. Yeah, we're, we're mostly yeah, we're all on, pretty on close. there. Yeah. yeah, that's that's what makes this interesting because we feel like there's consensus, but we know there can't be. Yeah, and the biggest it's just and the biggest front runner, you know, the only one of the main five that we have, we all have four out of five, and or Joey and I have the same five, and you have Miles has four out of five. We all have Belfast, and that's the one that's not eligible, right? But we, we're pretty certain Belfast is going to get in for screenplay, right? So yeah. whatever takes Belfast space and WGA, if those other you know, three of the four or four of the four are in. Um, I think that's going to be, you know, something that we can probably look at and say, yeah, probably not. We'll see. I mean, yeah. It's it's going to be interesting. I just, you, we keep saying we know something is in. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I just, I, I've gotten to the point where I just assume nothing's a lock anymore. Right. But we shall see. Um, do you want to do PGA or do you want to do a different, uh, category? You want to do the acting categories before we do that? Just so yeah, you can talk about the whatever you want. I'm good. You, let's do, let's, you, you decide. Let's do the supporting categories cause they're kind of a mess. Sure. Um, especially considering, you know, what we thought was going to happen months ago when it was like, Oh, is Anne <laughs> out just going to win? Oh, she's not even going to get nominated. Or if she is, it's going to be like a nice surprise on the morning. Oh, goody. Um, this is a mess. So here, let's play with that for a second. I 
may need to update these. I, I, these are a week or two old, but I don't know that anything has really changed. But my supporting actress predictions. I have Ariana DeBose, Katrina Balfe, Kirsten Dunst, Anjanu Ellis, and Ruth Nega. Those are my five. I have the Six exact same Moreno. five. Yeah. That, Six Rita Moreno. <laughs> there we go. Uh, here, let's do our, our six through eight. Uh, Rita Moreno and Dowd Marley Matlin. Uh, at six, I have Kate Blanchett. I think uh, the SAG nomination was interesting. So that's And that's another place where Nightmare Alley could use a little booster with an acting nom. So I have Kate yeah. Blanchett, then Ann Dowd, then Rita Moreno. Mm. I have Kate Blanchett, Rita Moreno, and Dowd. <laughs> there you go. Um, I still I have Blanchett at twelve. Still, I haven't really moved her up. But here, in between, for what it's worth, I have Jesse Buckley. Which uh, I, I would like. love to see that, but I don't think it's happening. I don't think so either. But I I hear more about her than I was expecting, or that I frankly kind of got out of it when I watched it. But if they love that movie, there's your coattail nomination. Um, at 11, I have Judy Dench. Like, it's just a shame that that's not uh, happening. Yeah, right. And um, my number 10, because the Oscars take place in the state of California and there are laws on the books, Meryl Streep. <laughs> you just, you're not allowed to not have her in your top 10. It just doesn't work that way. Um, but I think we've kind of gotten to the point. Like, yeah, there's the, the Nina Ariandas, the Martha Plimptons. They're just, they're not in that, not going to happen. They just they they have not shown up anywhere, and that's a that's a shame. The one that I I think is the biggest disappointment because the, the studio has just done such a piss poor job is Haley Bennett for Cyrano because yeah. they're determined that no one can see that movie. Yeah, it's disappointing. Well, I think because I, of that, Dinklage is as vulnerable as he is. He should be a lock, but he's definitely not. I, I we're gonna get that in a minute. I think I think they are they are anti campaigning him out of that nomination, which I've never seen before. Like this is this is a new thing. Like normally when you hold a film back, it's because there's such a lock you just don't want to ruin it. Not you're you're the five and you're feel like a safe five, and we're just making him less and less safe every time. Yeah. It's a choice. I just every time I get an email from the the person who set up the interviews, I'm like, oh, <laughs> it's gonna be two more weeks before anyone can see this. I, I don't for the life of me understand. Unless it, is it because now isn't it coming out after Valentine's Day? Yeah, like the end of February. Like, I kind of understood. Is it even eligible? <laughs> I mean, I mean, how do you still call it a t- film from 2021 at that point? Yeah. Oh, it did. It did. It, it did a bullshit early release. Yeah. It did its, it did its weekend that. in L.A. I know it's a thing. Um, I know it's part of it, but I hate that, especially yeah, for those of us who don't get to see movies that are just yeah. in New York and L.A. Like. My yeah. wife has been looking forward to Cyrano literally all year, and I keep telling her, oh, well, we can do it at the beginning of the year. Oh, we can do it on Valentine's Day. Oh, maybe we can see it in April sometime. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, you can travel up to the house. We we got the screener here, but, you know. Uh, yeah, it is, it is mind-boggling. Like, that and the worst person in the world. Like, the determination not to show these movies that most people like, and in fact, the worst person in the world that people rave about. Yeah. It's going to... Can is what? May, April, May, like May, right? I think it's May. Yeah, it's May. May or June. Yeah. So it's going to be like a solid nine nine months before it comes out. Like that's wild. It debuts at can, goes to every festival, gets the same buzz and like Oscar attention and everything at every festival. And Neon picks it up. Neon, who's pretty good at Oscar campaigning, decides their strategy is 
You can't see it. <laughs> Vote without seeing it, I guess. It's it's strange. It's it, and it's not even like Neon has a bigger pony, but like they're not spending like billions of dollars on Spencer that they're drained. It doesn't make any sense to me. But it's not our job to make sense of it all. Just to be annoyed by it all. <laughs> all right, let's be annoyed by supporting actor now because this one I think has the most like permutation still. Yeah. So. Uh, here's my lineup right now. I have Cody Smith-McPhee at one. I have Troy Kotzer at two. I have uh, Siren Hines at three. I have Ben Affleck at four. I have Bradley Cooper at five. It's a much different lineup than I had a couple weeks ago. I'm going a little nutso on this category, I think. So I have, well, not maybe too much, but I have Bradley Cooper in the front spot for Liquid. He could still wow. yeah. I, I think he or Troy are the two who could still do it. Yeah, maybe, I, maybe Affleck if he wins SAG, but I'm not going to bet on that happening. Right. Oh, I, yeah, just, I think someone besides Cody Smith McPhee is going to win either SAG or BAFTA to make it a race. Yeah. So I have Bradley Cooper one, then I have Troy Kotzer two, and then Cody Smith McPhee three, uh, Karen Hines four, and then unfortunately I have Jared Leto five. I have him at six. I'm hoping for a miracle there. I just I. <laughs> I'm I'm following the playbook of the little things, mm-hmm. where like this is the exact same playbook too. Yeah. So I'm I'm hoping that happens because my six is Leto, my seven is Jamie Dornan, yeah, which same. like just a shame. Uh, my eight is J.K. Simmons, and then my nine is Woody Norman, and my ten is Jason Isaacs, which again a shame. So I'm pretty close with you. I, after my five, I have Dornan, Affleck, and Simmons, but then I went with Jeffrey Wright um, at number nine. I think he's sure. It I would how much fucking like love to see that. That would be the upset that yeah. would probably make me the happiest on Oscar morning. Yeah, and that's for I French mean, did, Dispatch for those. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, that one did nothing for me, but yeah, they never do. They never do. See, I love um, Anderson, and, and it did nothing for me. So I don't... It made me so happy when you didn't like it. <laughs> uh, just because I know that when, I'm kinda, when I kind of shrug my shoulders, everyone else shrugs their shoulders, and that's fine. Like, you know you're allowed to have something bounce off you. Like it's, it's, you know, that's, that's part of, I think doing this long enough is people get to know your personality and it's like, Oh, he's probably not going to love the Wes Anderson movie. Mm -hmm. He's probably going to love the Kevin Smith movie. Like you just, you start (laughs) to get a reputation and that's totally fine. Like, you know, we assume you're going to love Ryan Johnson. Like we, we just sort of, it becomes a thing. And that's, that's part of the fun. I think that's, that's how I, I also think like readers and listeners like, feel like they know you more yeah, yeah is yeah. there's like oh i know it's who's consistent. gonna love this yeah because <laughs> it's like how you know we all grew up reading whoever you know roger ebert was probably consistent for everyone but you also had your other critics and you you had a good idea of like this movie is not going to be his thing and it became interesting to be like did he get around that because every once in a while there'd be like a real gory movie that ebert would like and you go well, what made him like it because normally he he just can't do it you know they they're they're too upsetting or they're too violent whatever the thing was, and and those reviews would be interesting. I remember he hated if you remember Wolf Creek. Oh yeah, Miles probably knows that one. I don't remember if you, if sure. you ever saw that one. Yeah. yeah, it's it's an incredibly well made movie. It's deeply upsetting and like incredibly like gory. And his review was basically like, I guess this is well made. It's just how could anyone enjoy this? And that's just his personality. So I think as you learn that, it becomes a, a thing. Um, Nomination wise, yeah, Jeffrey Wright would be a, a fun surprise just because it'd be great to get him in. But I, I, I don't know. I, I, I have him at like twenty at this point. It's, 
there's a whole bunch of people in that boat of just like, it'd be great if Coleman Domingo got his nomination. It'd be great if Reed Bernie got his nomination. Bradley Whitford, all these, Idris Elba, like people that just, there's going to be no stat that gets them in. It's going to be like, did they somehow translate without us knowing? Miles, what's your five? Uh, so my five, I still have Kieran Hines at number one, God just because you. that that is kind of the tried and true supporting actor, you know, narrative. I mean, yeah, on paper, that's on God, paper. I, I mean, I would love that it. so much. I would too. It's increasingly seeming like Cody Smith McPhee is the front runner, though, uh, which I was talking about last week. Uh, so he's my number two. Then Troy Kotzer. Um, I still have Jamie Dornan in my five. Uh, I think sure. the SAG thing may have been a fluke, but we'll see. I think between the two, Hines is definitely safer, but we'll have to wait and see. I have Bradley Cooper at my five. I think he absolutely deserves to be in there. It's just a matter of whether his minimal screen time is going to work against him or not. Um, and then uh, at six, I have uh, Affleck. Um, Leto is like a 10. Like, <laughs> maybe he'll get he in, but I'm not, I can't bring myself to predicted i just can't it's literally one of the worst performances i've ever seen in anything like i hate it more and more as each new day passes <laughs> there were there were certain things i think so, about sometimes like i you know the running joke of what 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 horrible project could i give miles to make if he was going to have a filmmaking career that i was financing and like the like the angel on my shoulder is like i want miles to make a swamp thing movie one day just because i feel like your perspective on it would be interesting. Oh, I would fucking and then love the, to do a Swamp Thing movie. Exactly. Like, like in Give this me that world fucking where got, Justice League dark movie they keep talking about making and then never do. Oh, yeah. Like, in this world where you've become a filmmaker who, like, Marvel DC would be looking at, like, Swamp Thing is the project I'd want you Ooh, to have. Sure. The devil on my shoulder is I want you to cast Jared Leto as Superman. <laughs> as Superman? <laughs> You know, no, Super Mario. Oh, Super Mario. Oh. Because he's basically playing him in this movie. I was thinking Superman. I was thinking, you know what? I would do him in that one. I can't remember. Is it like... I can't remember. There's like a comic run where Superman is just like this emaciated. He's in a test tube of like being studied by the government. Like yeah. Leto could do that version. But um, uh, Mario. Uh, no. 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 Yeah. I just well he's doing a horrible Italian accent already so yeah. I mean yeah I don't know I don't Mark know. if he was playing a Greek man would you file like hate crime charges against him I think he has that played a Greek but that style like playing that character oh yeah no I mean we don't really have a stereotype type like that so I wouldn't even re- I wouldn't even I guess my big fake Greek wedding so maybe kind of, but but yeah, but at least they're being made by people who are are yeah. Of oh, that. and that movie was awesome. as opposed to the, yeah, yeah, as opposed to like you know, oh, directed by Ridley Scott, giant Greek man, big chain and open open shirt walks on. You're like, oh God, Jared, please don't, <laughs> please don't do that. Oh my God, his name is Zorba. No, no, stop, stop, I please. Like, gold, I need a gold chain now. I mean, I'm you need when you when you hit like your your. 50. Elder years, which go oh God, imagine that I've I've not called you old net. Like and just like the you know how like old men either become fat or emaciated, there's no in between. Really? Like yeah. at a certain age they just are either skeletons or just like you stopped getting up at some point. Uh, <laughs> I want if you become the latter and you're a, a more portly fellow, I need it to happen. I need uh, the like big possible. medallion. It would be great. Uh, filmmaking wise, then you would even more fit into what I thought because I always figured like you'd be like the sketchy porn director as opposed to <laughs> making Swamp Thing <laughs> come on guys it's cool don't worry yeah depends yeah. where the star is 
I mean, we we know who your who your list has been for years. It hasn't changed, <laughs> pretty much. Wait, are there, any, are there any new ones? Are there any new uh, uh, actresses who are particularly fond of? Hmm. Don't get canceled. Also, yeah, I don't know. I, <laughs> not that I can think of off the top of my head. Yeah, you're just still hoping for the Monica Bellucci. Yeah, song. it's always Monica Bellucci. Always. You, you saw Matrix, right? I saw what? Yeah, I saw the Matrix. The, how annoyed were you? She didn't show up. Yeah, well, it just wasn't very. It wasn't very good. So even if she Miles was like that, I'm not sure could have saved it. Yeah, I mean, I was. I'm, I I thought it was fine. Um, here, let's let's talk about best actress as opposed to yeah. actress Mark thinks is best. Um, I kind of think we sort of have a five, but there's still some some malleability here. But I have uh, Kidman at one, Stewart at two, which we'll talk about. Coleman at three, Chastain at four, Gaga at five. I won up to. I moved Stewart to three. Uh, oh so I, I have Coleman winning for Lost Daughter. And this is kind of ties in with why I put Maggie in in the five spot for yeah, director. Yeah. Um, I just think they love I, I think people love Coleman. I, I love Coleman. And yeah. I'm just kind of curious what that film does outside of her. But if she's, you know, if it isn't Stewart, is it Kidman again or Coleman again? Or is it yeah. Chastain maybe finally? Um, yeah, who knows? Not for this one, That's, surely. Oh, she was terrific. She's yeah, but she's done she's so very much good. better. Yeah. So I mean, but that, that is that is closer to what I think they go for. Unfortunately, yeah. I thought she was terrific. The little laugh and stuff. Oh, I loved it. So I have Coleman, Kidman, Stewart, Gaga, Chastain. Yeah, um, I, I think once the nominations come out, I think it's more important to tell your story. Like right now, I don't know that it matters who our yeah. number one is. But right. yeah, like if you're like your story is very much like the Lost Order doing well. Yeah. So of course you would you would boost that up. Um, and like honestly, I think Stewart, as long as she gets in, like I'll consider that the win mm-hmm. because you know whether you come in second or fifth, you, you're still lost. You right. can tell yourself whatever you want, um, and we'll never know. Yeah. But. Right. You know, the the snub would be the hurt. That would be the like, oh, you have something out against this actress. Yeah, that would be and gross if she doesn't get it. Yeah, well, you just you just don't want that to happen because, you know, the, and this is it's not necessarily a, a one to one comparison, but there are so many actors uh, and directors for for that matter who are like overtly bad individuals, like as humans that will still get nominated because they like the work, and I feel like the people who don't care for Kristen Stewart don't have anything to say about the work like i've never i haven't heard that she's bad in the movie i've heard the like we don't like her for whatever you know insane reason they come up with and that's that's the thing i hope that's mostly like a sag like you know the younger segment of sag that just has strange opinions but you know if if she doesn't get bafta she won't win bafta because they're gonna they're gonna not be okay giving her giving an american playing a a Brit, an Oscar, I mean, a, a BAFTA, but yeah. as long as she gets nominated, I think she's still safe. If she misses there, then yeah, she's in trouble. It's, at that point. Yeah. It's that like, remember how we all kind of saw the JLo snub is like, I don't know that I'm willing to predict it, but I sure feel like I'm waking up that morning and her name is not going to be happening. Yeah. I think I'd still have her, but I'd put her at five. Yeah. Um, cause yeah. Cause I think the, the, the second rung, the, the six mm-hmm. through 10, they all could maybe get in, but yeah. there's nothing to suggest it. Like I have, I have Alana Haim at six. That's the that's the equivalent of like a Jesse Buckley. Like if they love licorice pizza and they throw out one more nomination, where is it? I have Hudson at seven now for respect because of the SAG nomination. But I, I mean, 
BAFTA would help, but like I just don't see it. Um, also, I don't remember if she's on the long list. She, I think is. she, is. she yeah. is. Yeah. But, you know, looking at BAFTA to help a non-white actor or actress is probably not your best bet. Their history with that is uh, piss poor, let's say. Mm-hmm. Uh, Denzel Washington is just raising his hand at the moment going, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, I have Rachel Zegler at eight, which, you know, whatever is going on with her at the moment with that article that I didn't read about how people yeah, don't like her is it's a fake controversy. Yeah, it's literally. Yeah. Nothing. It's, it feels like the like campaign world misses Harvey Weinstein and like professional yeah. controversies to manufacture. So they're just trying it on like smaller scales. The idea that and she's the West side story cast member that there's any controversy about right now. <laughs> right. I, if you told me that Ansel Algort is paying for that campaign, I would believe it. But yes, leave me alone. Uh, I have Frances McDormand at nine because y- you have to kind of have her in play at some point, even though I think she's going to get votes in actress and sporting actress and get nowhere. Hmm. And then I have Jennifer Lawrence at 10. Not too far behind what you have. I have Haymes, Zegler, Hudson, and then I have Penelope Cruz for Parallel Mothers. She's and, my 11. And then Lawrence rounding at the 10. Yeah. Uh, right off of the 10, I have Cruz, Amelia Jones, uh, Renat Renz from Worst Person in the World. And then after that, you're really like, you know, pick your indie actress that you enjoyed this year who's just not getting in. It'd be neat to see Emma Stone for Cruella, but. That would be a very cool one, but I. Yeah, I, mean, I have her pretty far down, but she's. Did she, she's good. Did she, make, did she make BAFTA? She made Globes, but not BAFTA. She made Globes. Globes yeah, is exactly that, if she where made, I expected her to show up. And, oh, yeah. Exactly. For if sure. she had made the BAFTA long list, I think that would have been a help. I was but just Amelia, like, Jones, oh. Amelia Jones made the long list. That's, that's the person that I, I. If I make a move to like mm. move out McDormand and Lawrence, just because I think they're, they're just people are okay with waiting for the next one for both of them. Yeah, I think so. I, and I think also like Francis McDormand's like kind of clear, like stop nominating me. I don't care. Like, you know, she's the first one to be like, vote for someone else. I'm fine. Like, I'm good. Leave me alone. You know, that may play into someone else. Like I think Penelope Cruz is still a watch out on the morning, even though she hasn't yeah. gotten anywhere. And she's one, she's I mean, one of decent amount of critic stuff, but she hasn't shown yeah. up at like, no SAG, no BAFTA long list. No yeah. globe. So they still think it's a possibility. That's why earlier today I yeah. interviewed her. Like they, they are, or, or I guess she's my number nine this week when you heard that. Yeah, I ever eleven. Even it's, without it's any of those citations, it's, it's hard to counter completely out. Yeah, because she also has a has a reputation. She's been nominated before. It's an Almodovar thing. Like there's enough there that she's terrific in it. Right? Oh yeah, that if is... you were putting, yeah, if you were putting odds on it. You know, if you were if you were like placing a bet and you were spreading your money out, you would probably not put any money on Jennifer Lawrence at this point. Even well acknowledging oh, yeah, like it's not a zero chance, it's a three percent or something. You would put like a tiny bit down on Penelope Cruz just to be like, I want to I want to be in on this when I'm right, mm-hmm. kind of thing. Uh, Miles, what about your five or beyond that? Uh, yeah, so I still have Stewart at one. She's still the front runner in my mind. SAG stuff notwithstanding. Uh, but she's much more vulnerable than she was even a few weeks ago. Um, Coleman is my number two. I think if it's between Coleman and Kidman, I see Coleman getting in, and I think it's a better performance as well. But Kidman's then my number three, then Chastain. Then I do have Gaga, even though I don't think it's a very good performance. Um, but I'll I'll see her in there before I see Leto. And then uh, uh, Haim, Zegler, Cruz, Hudson, McDormand. Yeah, yeah, this so is this is a similar. category. Yeah, I feel like 
the the actress universe was just missing one more like performance that cracked lists to to make Gaga less of a thing. I wonder too. I wonder too with SAG if they just if you know sometimes voters feel somebody's safe and they kick a vote over to like oh, yeah. somebody else that they'd like to see it in. I wonder well, if that's what that, happened. Who knows? I think it's a combination of that and um, because they're such a big group, they have that random allotment. Like not everyone votes at the beginning. And they have those people who are like fringier members of the group. Like um, we talked about last week and, and they, they don't vote for the film stuff, I think. But like they, there's like influencers and TikToker type people who are in oh, SAG. Jesus. But like, you know, there could be a commercial actor or a commercial actress or like someone who does stuff sort of more on the fringe who may just love Lady Gaga or may just hate Kristen Stewart. Like it's not how you get in. It's not how you get you get snubbed. But those things do add up when you're on the margins. Yeah, so if true. they were both close, every little bit helps or hurts. Um, yeah. What do you think, Mark? You love your stats. Mm-hmm. That SAG stat about never never winning the Oscar without being nominated. How much stock do you put into that? Uh, I think it's big because it's the peers. But I think the thing to remember is it's no longer really just SAG. It's the SAG-AFTRA. Yep. And SAG's only been around since 95, so... It's not like it's been around, you know, we're not talking about like 80 years of history here. Um, So, no, I I think it could, I think that record could break and maybe this is the year it happens with Stuart. Yeah, we, we, because we really looked at the like ensemble one as like a real cement one of just like. Yeah, I like this. I like the ensemble part, but, you know, as far as Stuart individually, I I don't think that right. I don't think that. Stat, but... Well, once once the SAG ensemble stat kind of fell, once we started to get like, oh, they're not strictly adhering to the miss. Like, obviously, La La Land was sort of the exception that proved the rule that we were moving on from that. But since then, you know, it, it's changed. You know, they're not – I don't think they're necessarily the predictor that they once were just because they're such a big voting body now. You, I think I, I think you look much more to, to PGA give, if you had to pick one. And honestly, DGA. Is the, if you combine PGA DGA, that's a that's a that's a that's a nice one to have. SAG feels like more of a bonus or something you need one of the other two with. Obviously, you want all three given the choice, yeah, but for sure. I, I think we're also not in that era anymore. I think we're much more in the era of we get like combinations, which that's what we're going to wrap up with. I want to talk about like different versions, but yeah, let's do actor and then we'll do picture and then we'll do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I have Will Smith at number one. Duh. Uh, I have Cumberbatch at number two. I have Garfield number three. That feels pretty rock solid. Washington number four. Denzel feels like he'll get nominated. Don't think he's a threat to win. That five is the interesting. <laughs> yes, it is. And Ooh. I have Javier Bardem. Yeah, it's a good pick. He's, he's my peaking six. at the perfect time. Yeah, and he's gotten the Globe nom, the SAG nom, after long list. So it's, yeah. a good, it's a good pick. Um, I have Smith, Cumberbatch, Garfield, Washington. So same four. And then I put in Leonardo DiCaprio. Um, he's my seven. I have a feeling that movie's going to do really well, and mm-hmm. he's pretty terrific in it. So yeah, we're going to talk about it in a minute. Yeah, I think I think yeah. they love seeing him play like the everyman nerd. Yeah, there's something to that, and then I think people love his um, network style moment. Yeah, which which I got to yeah. say, of all the things, like I like that movie, and I had read the script a while back. So I wasn't as surprised by what happened. That played better than I expected it to. Like it didn't it didn't read as like a big climactic moment to me. But on the screen, I think you you feel more of the like, yeah, yeah, that damn needed to burst. Yeah. 
And then after that, you know, we've got I got Joaquin Phoenix eight. I mean, gotta gotta consider him a possibility, but he just hasn't shown up anywhere. I have Cage at nine. Like God, would that be nice? But I think SAG put a dagger in that. And then Cooper ten. And Simon Rex eleven, just because it's my, my <laughs> website and I'll predict what I want. That's right. Yeah. Um Miles, what's your five? And then we'll talk about our like six through eights. Uh, so I have Cumberbatch at one right now. Nice. I think I think Will Smith is it's not that he's not the front runner, but I don't think he's the slam dunk that a lot of people have been assuming that he is. And Cumberbatch, I love your I love your version of Cumberbatch wins, but Cody Smith if he doesn't. It's I mean it's, it's a possibility. I mean, yeah. I could easily see them both winning. Sure. Um I mean, yeah, I mean, again, there's sort of the narrative aspect of it. Uh, but yeah, I have Cumberbatch at one. I do still have Smith at two. I have Garfield at three. Garfield is the upset I would love to see, even though I don't think it'll happen. Not just because he's sure. so good in it, but because of the hell of a year he had in general. It's also really hard, I think, for Netflix to push Cumberbatch or Garfield harder than the other. Yeah. And that might be the difference. I think if one of them was in the race or one wasn't a Netflix movie. They might be. I think they would. Either one would have a better chance of getting over the hump. And that could be an element where, like, the two Netflix guys split the vote, and it just goes to Smith by default. A little bit. Um, and then I also have uh, Washington at four. Seems like a lock. It's great performance. Um, I have Dinklage in my five still. Mm-hmm. It maybe it's wishful thinking, but you know, would like to see He's it. My six. Um, yeah. I do have Javier Bardem at my six because I think he especially after SAG, has a very good chance of getting in. Um, controversy notwithstanding. And then Phoenix, Cage, the usuals. Yeah, I think that's just... It's not as it's not an exciting lineup. It, like, they're good, but they're, the drama oh, uh, is only uh, in DiCaprio, I think, could definitely happen as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, although... They're like, not going to get as far little... down as Cooper. That would be... No, no, shot. no, no. And then, like... You know, 11, Simon Rex, 12, Clifton Collins. Like, sure, it would be nice. Cooper Hoffman, Tim Blake Nelson. Like, they're just – they're not on the radar anymore at this point. They're they're fringe at best. SAG was where you would have promoted one. as like, oh, shit, they got in. And it just hasn't happened, which I, I, I maintain is a shame, but also just sort of how this seems to be going. Uh, before we do picture, I want to quickly talk about Sundance. Mark, you're not doing anything for Sundance, right? But what's what have you what have you heard about? Because that's what I'm curious about. Absolutely what, what's, nothing. What's, exactly. I haven't paid that's, attention that's, well. And I think Fresh is that one. Fresh. Yeah, I think yeah. I remember hearing good things about that, but that's about it. Yeah, I still have some more to see. But here, um, things that I think are worth noting. There's a documentary. I'm curious what you'd think about called Brainwashed which is basically like the politics of shot design, like the idea that basically film is a male perspective and, and like women are objectified through it all. I, I It didn't work for me. I, I understand the message and I agree with the message, but I, I found myself like arguing with it more than I wanted to. And it's just like, you know, it's not a movie aimed at me is that kind of thing. Like I, it's not wrong and I'm not wrong. It's just this is like going to a college class where you don't agree with the professor. Right. And that's that's fine. Um, a love song I didn't love either, but Dale Dickey's very, very good in it. If you ever wanted to have Dale Dickey be the lead of a movie, mm-hmm. it's her and West Studi. Um, Alice is an interesting movie. You remember Antebellum like two or three years ago? Yeah, I never saw. I, it. I, I heard it's yeah. almost the same movie. 
It's sort of the indie, not horror take on it. Like the um, Kiki Palmer escapes a plantation and realizes it's 1973 and just has to sort of deal with that. It does turn into something kind of cool, even though I don't think it used its premise really well, because at a certain point she goes to see a Pam Greer movie and is sort of inspired. That's like the first Mm -hmm. movie she's ever seen. And that's pretty cool. Um, There's a movie called Palm Trees and Power Lines, which is a like teen girl dating an older man movie that is very uncomfortable. Um, Jesse Eisenberg's movie, When You Finish Saving the World. Oh, yeah, that's right. It got very mixed reviews, I think. I thought it was fine. Yeah, you were one it of the was, few that seemed to be okay with it. Yeah, the Rotten Tomato score is higher than you'd think, but that okay. initial, like, it's the first thing out of, uh, from people were watching, I think everyone just kind of shrugged of like, eh, wasn't for me. Julianne Moore is good. That's that's the main thing to take away from that. What about um, the one I've heard a lot about, too, and I forgot was Living with Bill Nye. Did you see that? I yet? haven't watched that one yet. I know that okay. one people loved, even yeah. though I think it is as dry as some people thought it was. Okay. Um, that's the thing. Like it, that's one of those ones that you you need it to be good because if it's a two hour boring movie about it, about Bill Nye dying, that's that's a tough sit. Um, I think both of you will like Watcher. Okay. Um, Michael Monroe from It Follows. She moves to um, Bucharest with her boyfriend, and like she sees a guy following her or like watching her, and it's it's very De Palma, very much a Polanski De Palma like psychological thriller, woman okay. breaking down type thing. Um, Emergency is a solid comedy about um, three non-white kids at college who go back to their dorm before they party, and there's a passed out teen white girl there, and you know. You would normally be like, I call the cops, whatever. She drunkenly stumbled in there. But they're like, oh, shit. They're going to just assume we did something to her. How do we deal with this? And it's very funny and and obviously very sad in the sense of like, oh, God, this is where we are in this this world. But still, like, very much a Sundance movie. Um, Good luck to you. Leo Grand is pretty good. Emma Thompson, just as like a repressed woman who wants to have sex and hires a a male escort. Very cute. All Destined to have a, a title change. It'll never be called that when it comes out. And there's a like um, a climactic scene where she's fully naked that I'm sure they're going to edit out, which oh, wow. is a shame because it is low key the best scene in the movie. Um, <laughs> like it, it tells you so much about the character. Um, After Yang is the Koganata movie. I, I thought I liked it. It's like very light sci-fi, emotional kind of thing. I think a lot of people are going to be bored by it. Uh, I am the only person who liked the Lean and Dunham movie, I think. Sharp Stick. It's it's a like coming of age, like, you know, naive girl learns about sex movie, but with Lena Dunham dialogue and like sensibilities and I think people are just over her. Which is a shame. Uh Duel. Did you like uh The Art of Self Defense? I never saw it. What about um was it Cracks or something or Faults? Um this Faults. particular filmmaker Yeah, Faults. With uh, he made it with uh, Mary, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, his former partner. Uh, and this is good. It's a it's a sci fi like very dark, almost Wes Anderson-y like tone, very deadpan. Um, basically, in the future, if you're dying, you can get a clone, so like your family doesn't have to miss you. Like they can that's just get a new like, mark. That's kind of like Swan Song. Kind of. Okay. Imagine if Swan Song was a lot lighter in a way, but also a black comedy. Okay. And then she. Um, doesn't die and wants to keep her life. But when that happens, they make you have a duel to the death. So only one of you gets to be Mark. Mark or Mark's clone will get to be Mark. Well, sure. I better win. Yeah, exactly. 
Um, you better win. And then the the like the worst person in the world play there. So that technically is my favorite. But the the best three movies I saw were Eight Ninety Two, which is based on a true story okay. about the uh, vet who walked into a bank and said, "I have a bomb." Because That's John Boyega, the v- right? Yes. Okay. He is very good in it, and it will absolutely enrage you because Eight Ninety Two is the amount of money he was owed. Like the VA owed him eight hundred ninety two dollars, okay. and they just wouldn't pay him. And the, like the desperation he goes to, and like if you know the true story, you know what happens. But also if you don't, it's it's really good. Ooh, and it's, Nicole that, Bahari's in it. I love her. She's in she's in a couple of movies this year. She's oh, in. She's fantastic. She's in Hong for Jesus Save Your Soul, I think, also, which I haven't seen yet. Okay. But yeah, she's one of the the, the the two hostages, I believe. Or his girlfriend, I forget. Um, there's only a couple of characters in the movie. It is also the last film that Michael K. Williams was in. Right. As the hostage negotiator. And he's great. Okay. They, uh, they're, both, they're both vets. Yeah, they're both vets. And the way oh. he, like, connects with him. Because, like, a hostage negotiator is very cliche to me at this point. Like, you know, I... I understand your plight is, you know, we've seen that a million times before, but he has a line where he's like, you know, we want you to get out of this. Your dignity is worth more than $892, sir. Like, just like talking to the the issue is very good. Um, And then the two best movies are Fresh, which you mentioned, which is, God, is that a fun movie? Um, If you don't know more about it, don't learn more. Yeah, that's what I think I heard. Yeah, it's like, imagine like the horror that, you would imagine if you had a daughter going on like a date these days, but also, yeah, you're, you, you have that horror still and you're just like, I have sons. I hope they're not that guy, but imagine, imagine that it also turns into like a very gory horror movie also in a way you're not expecting while still being a date movie. That's what makes it so weird. And then, um, cha-cha real smooth is great. If you saw shit house, it's the same filmmaker. He's a writer, director and star. It's, so good and so touching it's like it's the character study you want out of sundance but i'm not sure any of these are going to connect like so far outside of uh sundance but we'll Hmm. we will see so yeah let's wrap up on picture which is pga do you have the same lineup no prediction wise this is (laughs) i know i said earlier i just predict the same whatever i whatever i have for director is what i'm going to put for dj but i actually did go outside for this one all right, because I had to got? include Spider Man. Could not have Spider Man I mean, in there for PJs. All the money it made. Spider Man does seem like it has a legit shot at at PJ. Yeah, I mean, I have it in my picture lineup at. I gotta remember. I gotta remember. Actually, I have no time to die higher than it in picture. I have Spider Man nineteen in Oscars. Just because I think that's where there's you more of a, that a bias. We'll talk about it in a second. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think No Time to Die, if it, get, if it does well with BAFTA, I think shoots close to that 10. Okay. Um, here, give me, your, give me your BAFTA. Uh, you, BAFTA or PJ? What are we doing? I'm sorry, PJ. PJ. Okay. So I have Belfast, Power of the Dog, West Side Story, King Richard, Coda, Dune, Don't Look Up, Licorice Pizza, Spider-Man, No Way Home. And God, I was between House of Gucci and Tick Tick Boom. I might switch it to Gucci. Let's Gucci just do might it now. Happen just because it, it yeah. also made some money. Let's just do it now. I'll say Gucci over Tick Tick Boom. Yeah. Um, my PGA is in flux just because I also I feel like those predictions don't matter too too much. But um, 
I have uh, in no particular order. This is mostly the order. It might change Belfast, Power of the Dog, Coda, West Side Story, Dune, Licorice Pizza, King Richard, Don't Look Up. And then I have um, Gucci and Spider-Man yeah. with um, No Time to Die right right oh, there. Just because okay. I, I feel like um, – so to then transition into my Oscar lineup, the two that I sub out is I sub out Gucci and Spider-Man. <laughs> my number nine yeah my number nine is being the ricardos like that's a movie that if it come out in theaters i think would have done okay and then would have been an easier prediction for picture but because it has no box office to speak of i think it's easier for like pga to discount it and then i have drive my car at 10 at picture in picture okay yeah and that's just, hard that's, that's not gonna be it that's hard to not gonna be a yeah. sorry go ahead no it's just it, I, that's not gonna be a pga movie they don't do that right Right. Um, and then here for for below the the top ten, and then we'll do Miles as both. I have Gucci at eleven. I have the Lost Order at twelve, which I could just as easily flip flop with. Don't look up. Like I just I have to pick one. I have Macbeth at thirteen. I have No Time to Die at fourteen. I have Nightmare Alley at fifteen. I have Cyrano at sixteen. That's got to probably go down more. Tick Tick Boom at seventeen. Spencer at eighteen. That's got to go down more. Spider Man nineteen. French Dispatch twenty. Everything else is. Just wishful thinking. Mm-hmm. Miles, do your list, and then actually, uh, Mark, what do you have in in your Oscar lineup? Let's do that. So, we'll do both of Miles. So Oscar, I have Belfast, Power of the Dog, West Side Story, King Richard, Coda, Dune, Don't Look Up, Licorice Pizza, Tick Tick Boom, and Nightmare Alley. But I do have mm. Drive My Car and Lost da- the Lost Daughter right behind it, and those were the three that I had a really hard time picking for that tenth spot. So. Uh, I probably should go the Lost Daughter just because of what I did with Maggie and Corn. Yeah, I still have such yeah. a hard time seeing it get in. Yeah, you have time. So, it's also like yeah, for now, Nightmare Alley. Yeah, it also like this is not a good metric, but mm-hmm. sometimes a movie just feels like it's speaking to one segment of a voter more than the other, and yeah. I do feel that like the Lost Order does better with women than men. Like we've seen it, mm-hmm. like in terms of just reactions from critics, like the critical acclaim has been a little skewed, not in a bad way. Like that's fine. But I I do wonder, I don't know the gender breakdowns anymore of the Academy. I know they're closing in on a, not 50, 50, but a close to it. But I still feel like the, the average voter is still an old white man until proven otherwise. And I don't know that that's their movie. I'll be honest with you. If I end up putting the lost daughter in, I probably don't put it in over nightmare. I probably put it in and take out tick, tick, boom. Because yeah. then if, if I have Lost Daughter in, that's four Netflix films. That's not going to happen. And I year. just can't see that happening. And there's no. no way I'm taking out Power of the Dog. And right now I'm not taking out Don't Look Up, not after that SAG ensemble nomination, um, and I, you know, especially the Mixed BAFTA as well. So Exactly. Yeah, I'd probably take Tick, Tick, Boom out if I put Lost Daughter in. Yeah, I think that's the, that's the other thing. Like I remember last year there was a point where I was like, does Netflix get five? Like, do they yeah. do half? Do they do like a, there's like four or five. Do they do half the lineup, but it's just it's just not sustainable in the sense of the people who are paying attention don't want that to happen. The people who just vote, like when we do, like I know I'm sure you're the same way. When we do our best of the year, you just put yeah. what you like. If like sure. like Neon has has four of the top ten, whatever, great. They had a great year. I don't care. Like last year, um, I think Focus was my had my top two films. Yeah, it was it was. Um, Minority. Promising young woman and um, no no what was the other fo- <laughs> what was the other focus movie last year? Um, uh, we just went over remember. my list last week. Why am I an idiot? Um, but yeah, I I think I had them at like one and two, and that's not a 
that's not like doing anything mm-hmm. per se, like making a statement. It's just that's sort of how it how it goes. What am I going to do? I'm going to I'm going to mess with my lineup just to feel better. Always, oh, never, always, sometimes, always. You know, I'm not going to put something one lower just so it doesn't look like anything because I know in my heart it's not. Mm-hmm. Um, but but such is such is life. Here, uh, Miles, give me your your PGA and then how does it match up to Oscar? Um, so right now they match up pretty much the same with one exception. So I'll just give you my Oscar and then I'll tell you where the PGA swap out is. Okay. Um, so right now my Oscar 10 is Belfast, Power of the Dog, Dune, Coda, West Side Story, Licorice Pizza, King Richard, Tick, Tick, Boom, Being the Ricardos, and Don't Look Up. Mm-hmm. Um, and the big uh, thing I swap out is uh, I haven't decided which one I swap out. But I do think that Spider-Man gets into the PGA. I just haven't decided yeah. what gets kicked out. I'm thinking Ricardo's, but it could easily be Tick, Tick, Boom, or even King Richard. Oh, God, King Richard. That makes me sad. King Richard does have a better – is the one I think that could get snubbed. Maybe more so than Licorice Pizza, just because I wonder how many people are like, I like it, but I don't know that I'm placing it too high on my list. It benefits from the top ten thing. I think if this was still like a sliding scale you. I would I would be curious if it would get the uh, yeah, the, right. the acclaim, but and then we um, shall see. And then in backup, I have uh, Drive My Car, Tragedy Macbeth, Lost Daughter. I, I do have Spider Man in my fifteen yeah. for Oscar. So I don't do I. I don't think it's going to happen, but I don't yeah. want to bet against it necessarily. Right. Um, yeah. Lost Daughter, I think if it weren't for the fact that there are so many Netflix movies, it would have a better shot. But I think yeah, out totally. of the four, it's the most vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Um, and I definitely, I don't know that I see it getting in over Tick, Tick, Boom. Um, yeah. I, but I do agree I wanna, that that is the one that would get kicked out if it did come to that. Yeah. I want to revisit uh, No Time to Die if it gets a BAFTA nomination picture. Not like British film, but like best film. Then I think you have to pay attention to it. If it doesn't do that, then then I I'm moving it down. But like that's my that's my one hunch for the moment. Of like, do they go Bond? I don't know that they do. But the, I just the, no time to die seems like such a shot in the dark for me. I feel like yeah, it, it doesn't have the same weight that like Skyfall did the year it came yeah. out. You know what I mean? It feels totally. like and it's nowhere people near as have, good. Well, well, that too. It's close. But it, they're comparable, but it's not as good as Skyfall. Stop but beyond it. that, people aren't still talking about it the way they were still talking that's, about Skyfall. That's that the biggest year. thing. I think people are talking about Spider-Man in a way that they're just not about No Time to Die. I Pretty think possible. that one is going to shine in original song, and that's going to be it. Maybe that's probably yeah. It's probably just going to win that one. And maybe to, I don't know. It did pretty well with the with the long lists. I think it'll get somewhere. It'll it'll rack like up some sound. below the line nominations, yeah, yeah. no doubt. But I, as far as wins, I th- that's the only place I really see it dominating. Maybe sound or something. Well, totally. no, not over D. Um, what am I talking about? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, we'll see. Here, let's let's wrap up. And um, Miles, if you're okay with this, I'm gonna um, forego us doing a recommendation or something, and let Mark do his top ten of the year when he t- says where to. Oh off. no, not yet. Oh, you're not even done no. yet. Well, I'm done, but. That's confidential news right now. Uh-huh. Well, okay. Then <laughs> you will. You have to wait. Why don't for you? It. Why don't you then? I'll tell you my number one though, because I've made no secret yeah. about that. Tell us, tell us your number one, and then we'll have um, off air. We'll get your ten. But yeah, so Miles, first say where you can be followed and throw out something just for shits and giggles, whatever you want. Something. Okay. I know you hate those. <laughs> yeah, that's. My I favorite. tried. I tried. Hey to get, Miles, I tried to get you something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> okay. Well, you can find me on both Twitter and Letterboxd at Miles on Film. That's M Y L E S on Film. Please check out my short films, American Exorcist and Once Upon a Dracula. They are both on YouTube under Aftershock Pictures and Chase Capo, respectively. Uh, and for my something. Um, Did you watch anything recently? You know what? Not really a movie, but um, on Amazon Prime, you can watch a little mini series called The Night Manager. And uh, yeah, speaking yeah. of James Bond, this is the series that many people watched it and immediately thought, oh, Tom Hiddleston could totally work as James Bond. And if you are dubious about that claim, you should definitely watch it. It's got stacked cast. It's him, Hugh Laurie, Elizabeth Debicki, Tom Hollander, Olivia Coleman. Uh, Suzanne Bier directed it. It's like a nice little six-part spy thriller series. It's great. Check it out. Nice. All right, Mark, go for it. Promote uh, yourself. Yeah, you can follow me at uh, Mark Likes Movies on Twitter, Letterbox, and I write four words daily. So you can find my stuff there under the Good as Gold um, Oscar column. Um, and my favorite movie of the year was Belfast, and I've made this. I, I, I knew it, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're both on the poster, so like that yeah. goes without saying. Right. Um, I, I, I'm you're a monster that you haven't put out your top ten yet. We're a month. <laughs> it's so ridiculous, but the only reason I, <laughs> I, I mean, I put mine out at the end of last year. I let the staff have until last week, just because I know it's not fair. But also, like at a certain point, no offense, but I feel like people stop caring. Yeah, no, like, they do for sure. They do. Yeah, what I, well, what I that's tend to why do... I'm mad about stuff like Cyrano and Worst Person in the World because those both yeah. should totally have had a valid chance to get into my top ten, but we'll yeah. never know because I won't be able to see them until fucking March or something. What I do every year with my list is a countdown to Oscars. Um, yeah. So I usually release, you know, starting at day twenty days till Oscar, I start counting down my twenty favorite days of the year, just to kind of build up some, you know, at least for me. I don't know if anybody yeah. cares, but it builds up fun for me as we get closer and closer to Oscar. And I get to, you know, take one day at a time with these movies yeah, that yeah. were my favorites of the year. So well, how about so, this? Is there a yeah. thing that you haven't seen yet? Still, There is not. I mean, okay. So well, you've, you've hit the stuff. I mean, yeah, I mean, there's still some foreign language or international, yeah. I guess I should say now. And a couple of Is this dots, the year you've seen the most thing, the most things? It was the year that I saw. It was the first time ever that I saw every major contender before the end of the calendar year. So yeah. yeah, there you go. Yeah, you got there. Um, I've I've finally made it, Joey. I yeah. finally made it after after all your complaints that you would never do it. Like, <laughs> Where's the time? And like nothing comes to me. And nothing like go figure, you found well, the now, time. The Hollywood Critics Association membership helped get a couple of the like drive my cars and and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. There, so. Well, that's that. Yeah, I trust me. Critics' Choice helps. Yeah, immensely geez, because for sure I can. It is weird to have that like. I want to go see things in the theater and I want to go to stuff, but I also know that like, if I, if I, if it's just really a pain in the ass, right. I can hang back. If it's that season and be like, I know it's going to come up. I'm, I'm going to get an email or like the FYC page is going to open and then you can just be like, Yo, well, yes, I'd like to go see like rich pizza. And that's, that's kind of cool. But you know, such is life. Um, you can follow me at Joey Magatson on social media. Same with the website itself, Awards Radar, and all the things you expect. And uh, we'll do more next week. Mark will be back eventually. All right. Thanks you everyone for read for listening. Thank you all for reading. Uh, stay safe. Get your get your like vax and your booster, and you know, don't be a dick. <laughs> all right. We'll be back next week. Thank you all. Thanks for listening. Be sure to subscribe and to visit awardsradar.com for the best in awards and entertainment content.